Satnam, beautiful Sovereign Women. I am so excited about today's Sovereign Women Show podcast because today I have the great honor to have as our podcast guest the very fabulous, very gorgeous, very sovereign Shakti Sita, who is the founder of the Palace in Sedona, Arizona. And she's here to share with us her journey of sovereignty as well as how to help other beautiful goddesses just like you, take their power back and actually learn how to walk in their self-worth. Satnam, beautiful, beautiful goddesses. I am Jyotira Jibkwar, and I help women entrepreneurs just like you rebuild and realize their self-worth with confidence so they can heal their romantic relationships. And this is our movement of beautiful women just like you taking their sovereignty back. Satnam, I'm going to go ahead and add Shakti Sita here with us today. And we'll get started in today's podcast episode as I know that she's also a very very busy wonderful woman hi how are you hi great it is such an honor you know how long I've been wanting to do this <laughs> a while I know well I'm just like I, I'm just trying to figure out the after you're like on K 150 or something of long different cars okay but you created this monster you know that right so just in case any of you all didn't know I since I check in every day I've been chanting long ago cars for like 150 days but this beautiful woman right here she's the one that really created this monster because back in what was it the the um March what was it the uh it was, yeah it was the, the spring equinox spring equinox so tell us what you were doing around that time that I got involved yeah. with it so much for that because I think you had already done 90 days like last year right I had never done it and was it like revolutionary for you the first time you did it as well yeah yeah the 90 days of long ago car like every single thing in my life changed uh I was able to move to Sedona I was able to keep my business through the pandemic through all the shutdowns and I know it was the the long ago car it just gave me uh, it gave me an inner peace where I could just handle all the kind of bullshit that was going on around. And I also love the simplicity of it. Like, I'm sure you get that, where it's just like, you wake up and, and you know exactly what you're doing. You don't have to move too much, too, which personally at 4 a.m., I'm not really huge on, like, doing jumping jacks. But um, but the long echo cars are really nice first thing rolling out of bed. Yeah. So, and, and everything you described is exactly what happened with me. It's just my yeah. life changed so much in those 90 days that we were together that I just wanted to continue. And here I am still today, but I want to start first by talking to everybody about you because we have some people that do know you and then some people that are new for my audience as well. So why don't you take us back a little, obviously you're a Kundalini yoga teacher, astrologer, you're a badass sovereign woman, a coach, you're a mentor, founder of the palace in beautiful Sedona, Arizona. So can you take us back to maybe a few years back pre-Kundalini Yoga? Like how did you even come about to this path? What happened in your life that took you here? Yeah, I mean, I've always been into movement. I, I did gymnastics growing up. When I found Vinyasa Yoga, 
um, when I was working, I was working in TV news, found vinyasa yoga at Equinox and um, fell in love and immediately, you know, went down the handstand yoga path, um, which is a whole lineage in itself of arm balancing and, and you know, acrobatics, basically. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so that was that I that brought me a lot of peace and a lot of um, stillness inside of working in uh, NBC News and Fox News during that time. And I got really sick uh, after working in news for so long. And I was working in PR. It's just really high pace, not really a great match. I had been suffering from chronic fatigue and chronic Epstein-Barr, which if you've ever dealt with those things, it can be really debilitating. Uh, you know, just like totally um, uh, victim to uh, whatever kind of how much ever rest I need in that day. And it was it would be extreme amounts. So... Uh, I was I was suffering from kind of like a, a third round of mono. It was 2016, and in this round of uh, mono, which uh, you know most people get it once and then they're onward. For me, it was like since 2010, I had it at least three times, like tested positive for it. And I decided to also come off of an SSRI, uh, which is for anxiety, which. Honestly, it was like everyone I knew was on an anxiety pill when I was working in Manhattan. Like, oh, who isn't on just like a little low dose, like, you know, take the edge off. And I decided I really wanted to come off of that too. Took me seven months to taper off of it. I was having brain zaps, which is there's sort of like a imbalance in the brain that happens where when you turn your head, it like sort of glitches and it's like a mini epileptic type of shock to the whole nervous system. And so that happened to me for the full seven months I was tapering and then um, even longer for like a year. During that time, so I was like really suffering from the fatigue, the brain zaps, the, all this stuff, and, and then also just kind of the existentialism of like, well, now what? I'm done with this sort of New York lifestyle, but I need to do something. I have to, I have to, I have to earn. I have to show up. I have, you know, there's all those questions. Um I started meditating uh, just longer after sh- after doing some shavasanas, so or no, doing some sun salutations. So I'd only be able to do about two to three sun salutations a night because I was so uh, so weak during this time. This is 2016, early 2017, and um, it was the to heal. And I didn't have any mantras like we have in Kundalini now. I used the mantra "I am healed," and the first shavasana that I took with that sort of intention, I saw the divine mother. She told me, let, let me hold you. And I was like, All right, well, I, okay, sure. Yeah. And like the next, so the next day I used the mantra, I am held, I am healed, I am held, I am healed. So I, I just let myself relax deeper, which does kick in the parasympathetic nervous system, which does kick in the inner healer. And I wanted all that to happen. And, uh, and I had a spontaneous Kundalini rising and it was a physical experience and I totally left my body. I thought I had, um, I thought I had died and it was extremely mystical and profound and scary. And the thought of, wait, did I just die? Kind of brought me back in and I was shaking and trembling, but it was also one of the most, you know, uh, expansive experiences of my whole life. And I had to figure out what the heck just happened. It was like 1 a.m. now um, at, at, at night or in the morning. And I'm like waking up my husband like, holy shit, like did I have a seizure? Like what's going on? 
and you know the the spontaneous risings happen for people um, who are imbalanced. Like it, I was I was a perfect candidate for it. I'm praying for healing. Kundalini can create that sort of spontaneous healing, uh, but it doesn't. You know, it doesn't normally rise like that, um, especially if you're tuning in and you're practicing within a system and a structure and a lineage it's way more gradual and it, the rising will happen over the course of your life with the growth of your own nervous system and the growth of your own life so for me it was sort of this like instant elevation of and then I had to deal with that and so uh through some google searching finally found kundalini yoga made my way to golden bridge in new york city no one knew what the heck I was talking about I was like no this happened they were like okay go sit down with that girl don't worry about it I'm like okay but at least they were like using some language that could describe what had happened um and it actually wasn't until I was I, I was listening to Kitty Jacket like and she she explained a physical experience of it and I was like oh she knows what, what happened like she like she can actually talk to this mm-hmm. and that's how I um that's how I ended up taking training with her and, and Harijita and Rama. So that was that's like a, an abridged version of a of a, a whirlwind of a few <laughs> years of my life. Yeah. So then, after that happened in New York, when did you actually make the decision to like leave New York and actually come to Sedona? Because you opened up a studio in Sedona, right? Yeah. So I have a studio here in Sedona, Arizona. I um. I thought I was going to be stuck in New York my whole life. I actually thought that's kind of where I was going to have to just be and learn how to deal with that. I grew up on Long Island. Family's in New York. Um, my husband worked in Manhattan. And I was just like, this is, you know, he's got a great job. I don't want to pull him out of, out of that. Why would we, you know, what are we going to do? So I just kind of assumed that was always going to be the case. So I actually opened a studio in New York. I had one in Westchester, opened that in 2019, had to close that March 2020. And um, when I had to close it uh, for the pandemic, you know, I was sitting there paying rent for a studio I couldn't run, for a a one-bedroom apartment that my husband's now working from home out of. I'm like, this just makes no sense. Mm. (laughs) Like, what are we doing here? And so uh, during the pandemic, I made my way out to L.A. and then drove through Joshua Tree and then to Sedona. I kind of got the call for Sedona in Sodna one morning. And I joked around. I was like, the aliens are calling. Like, it's time for us to go to Sedona, Dan. He's like, all right, we can go go to Sedona. But, like, you know, chill with alien stuff. Um, So we came out to Sedona in June last year. And... Actually, a year ago yesterday, we made an offer on this house and studio. So this, we have a house and a, and a yoga studio on our private property, which uh, I believe will help us be uh, pandemic proof as we continue to go forward in the world. And I'll be able to see practice as much as needed. So I'm really happy to be here. It's like, it's such a whirlwind. But, you know, the main thing is, I saw the opening and this is like, this is the whole thing. Can you see the opportunity in front of you? And then can you take it? You actually grab it because a lot of it, you know, we're sitting, praying, chanting, doing all these things. But when you have the opportunity, you have to actually then go, you have to go get it, grab it, make it happen. And it's just a timing thing. And a lot of it is your timing and waiting, waiting for that moment where you can pounce on it. 
And then when that moment comes, it's go time. And so I really felt that with this, it was sort of like, it was such a dance and we got permission from Dan's company that he'd be able to work remotely. Mm-hmm. And I was like, time is now, man, we gotta go. Like, this is, this is our chance. And so, uh, so we made it happen. Amazing. So yeah. how has, I mean, cause it's two different worlds. So first of all, you literally had never been to Sedona before. Like it was like just a calling. Yeah. That's yeah. intense. They, the aliens were calling you, you know that, right? They were. Yeah. 100%. Like I, I've seen pictures of Sedona. I've heard of Sedona. I've seen it's the energy of Sedona through my life. And my parents had even come and visited Sedona like a few years ago. And my, they said, they were like, Oh my God, like that's your home. And I'm like, yeah, it probably is. But Honestly, I just, like, I'm, like, I'm not a vibrational. Yeah, no problem. I got, I got two of those two right here hanging out. I was, like, I gave them a little extra toy so they could uh, chill because they love, especially if I'm going live or if I'm doing anything on Zoom, my two babies love to make sure that everyone knows that they're actually here. <laughs> so we told, I totally get it. I totally get it. But yeah, for any of you that don't know where Sedona is, Sedona is actually about, uh, I would say about two hours from Phoenix. It's only about, uh, I was just telling everyone how my dogs precisely wait until I go on Zoom or on live to make sure that everyone knows that they're here. I can't, like she is, and it it was like, it it was like someone was actually at the door. So it's like, we can't even like stop it. Right. Um, Yeah, so someone just, sent flowers so Aww. if that was guys thank you that's that was really sweet. sweet they're really beautiful. um yeah sorry about the dog Winnie loves it here um she meditates with me every morning she does long neck on cars too so <laughs> you can hear it in her navel right, right. <laughs> she's definitely a yogi you could tell <laughs> so totally. you didn't so you came to Sedona and you've been there for a year now how how how's the trend did you ever in the last year feel like I made a mistake or have you felt uh, that this is really home, that you really found your place. Yeah, it felt like this is actually home for me. Like, it's the first time, honestly, on this planet mm-hmm. that I'm like, okay, this is a place where my soul actually can relax. This is a place where my soul can actually feel feel expansive here. Like, the, the thing about Sedona for me, like, a lot of people come here and they're like, oh, it's such a small town. I'm like, it is the most expansive place mm-hmm. I have ever been. It is so beyond and when I'm in a place like this with we can see so many stars here and we can see all the UFOs and the mountains you can see for miles it's just it's such a place of expansion for me and I'm just really grateful to be here I never felt like that in New York ever oh yeah so you know your home for sure and I can relate because Sedona is just one of my favorite places to be in the world I many mystical experiences happen there and I can't even imagine what it would be like to actually like own a studio there and be able to uh, uh, be able to give others the, the, the gift of Kundalini. Now you yeah. mentioned um, also Guru Jagat, which I kind of want to talk about a little bit. Um, if you're okay with it, I know it's, uh, yeah. it's just been recent since. So some of you know from Shakti Sita's posts or my, my posts that recently we lost our teacher. Well, well, we didn't lose her. She went to the subtle world to help us. Right. <laughs> so she transcended um, into the, to her next mission and she definitely is here to assist us and help us she's actually the one that connected me with you i i actually yeah. was posting something about i was doing a retreat in sedona for women and she said you need to talk to shakti sita oh. 
that's how Guru Jagat is. You know, she's always a connector. She she was such a big heart. So I'm so grateful for Guru Jagat and for you. And we know that she's transcended into this other dimension. How have you taken the news? Uh, what have you done for, for self-care? Because I think it's important. I think a lot of people are still grieving. And what yeah. impact did she make in your life? Yeah, I mean, it's been hard. Like, it's been really hard. Not easy right now. Um, we're 17, 18 days since she passed. And, you know, the waves of grief come and just, you know, they can be like tidal waves sometimes. Um, just riding that. And when, when the waves aren't happening, taking care of myself and making sure I'm feeding myself well and making sure I'm walking with my dog. And like, it's always those little things that help. Getting my feet on the earth here is really helpful. Wherever you are, it's helpful. But here, there's something really powerful about the about getting my feet on the ground here. Getting sometimes I just lay my whole body down on the ground because mm. it's just so so helpful. Um, and then uh, I really like salt rooms too because mm. uh, you can go and do like pranayama in them, mm -hmm. and it just really helps the lungs clear and. You know, we store a lot of grief in the lungs, so just doing a lot of extra pranayama, um, and then just being gentle with myself. You know, one of the one of the things that she gave us and that she's taught us and always emphasizes, you know, you have to know how you spin out. You have to know how, like, what's your sort of like destructive habits. What's your sort of, um, you know, you don't just become depressed. There's steps along the way and when you're on the way, can you stop it sooner? And, uh, you know, there's an Abraham Hicks teaching around that too, where, you know, if you're heading in a negative direction, it's sort of like a car at the top of a hill in like San Francisco. If the car starts rolling without the brakes, you can stop it at the beginning. If the car is then at the bottom of the hill, it has so much momentum, it's going to kill you. It's going to run you right over. And so basically not letting the car gain momentum, not letting the the kind of negativity gain momentum is just absolutely key. Um, and, you know, feeling sorry for ourselves, self-pity is a pit. Like, it just, we can go down there. You can go check it out. There's nothing down there, though. Um, mm -hmm. <laughs> there's nothing down there. So, um, so, yeah, I keep all that stuff in mind. And also just, like, keeping my schedule more open mm -hmm. so that I have space when I need it. But then also knowing the balance of it, which is some days I need to be more busy because it's just not helpful to even think about it all day long. I'm like, she's gone. What do we do now? Mm -hmm. um, it's a massive loss. Massive loss, gaping hole. You can feel it. It's just, like, it's so jarring. You know, I really did think that we'd have her for, for a very long time. Uh, at the same time, I had a massive sense of urgency for the last year, uh, last two years, really, where I haven't missed anything. I literally haven't missed a lecture unless I have, like, an insanely high price tag. Um, <laughs> I, I have made it to everything I could. Like, mm. I went to Egypt, Arkansas, uh, Shasta. I went to L.A. more times this year than I never went to L.A. my whole life until 2020. Um, when the pandemic started, I, that's when I started going to LA and I got myself in the room as a model because they weren't even open for public classes and I would just get to her, her energy field and her aura. And she would talk like that, you know, she would talk like, like things are precious and, and we have to use our time wisely and we need to get what we can get while we can get it. And, 
you know, I would say I thought she was talking about some of our, our older teachers. I, But at the same time, I still didn't miss her classes. So I think on some soul level, we kind of knew. But at the same time, like, it's it's so jarring still. It's like, I, I mean, it's, it's totally... Yeah, and I know that one of the things that they mentioned was that she felt that that the clock started ticking for her in Egypt, right? Yeah, yeah. There's there's a lot that happened there. There's a lot that happened there, especially the Great Pyramid, and you know, um, I think on some level too, it's like when you're like you look at how she lived her life and how she lived her days. I mean, she lived like uh, 150 years in 41 years, so. You know, some people are are like that. Yeah. And since you were able to spend, um, that's beautiful that you were able to physically spend time with her, especially in the last year. Yeah. It's just amazing that, that the divinity aligned. And I think deep down, like you said, on a soul level, maybe both of you knew or everyone knew. What do you think it, like is her message? Or what has she come to you now that she's in the subtle? Yeah, she comes to me a lot. I, I She's in my dreams all the time. Like, she was doing that before she passed. Um, you know, she would give me, like, crickets in my sleep and shit. So she kind of, like, would leave me alone. I asked her about it one day. I was like, yo, what's this Kriya that you gave me? I'm like, like, so you go like this. This is a mantra. I'm like, is this, like, a real Kriya? She's like, she, and she told me, she's like, she's like, you're downloading, you're downloading a Kriya onto the planet. She's like, I, you know, I don't know that one specifically, but that's what's happening. You know, the lineage speaks through teachers appearing in your dreams. So anytime, even if we show up in someone's dreams is watching this, we're just representatives of the lineage. Um, I did go back to the Great Pyramid recently in a dream with her. Um, she wanted to spend more time in the sarcophagus. I mean, very specific things happening there. Um, and and then in terms of messages and stuff, you know, uh, my main my main guidance that I've just been getting in general right now is like just let this fully adjust into the system. Like no sudden movements here. There's no rush um, to kind of react and be like, okay, this is what I'm doing now, or this is like it's like just let this like. This, this is a bomb and it needs to properly settle. Um, be able to hold the frequency long term. And, um, and yeah, and the main thing is, you know, keep up your practice. That's the, you know, simple base level, base level, baseline thing is keep up your practice. So she, you know, she gave me a lot. Uh, one of her last, she gave me so much this year. I mean, honestly, like, I have homework to last me lifetime right now. <laughs>
that she told me I need to get over my Libra bullshit. <laughs> Libra, and and she's like, she's like, you're really gonna have to. She, she like totally was like, was it was like out of nowhere, you know? We're like talking about like we were walking in uh, Utah talking about polygamy, and she like turns <laughs> and like and is like, you're gonna need to get over that Libra bullshit. And I was like, whoa, <laughs> where's that coming from? She's like, she's like seriously, like you're not gonna like you don't have time to care what people think. Like you, you're just not gonna have that luxury of of worrying about other people. Oh my god! And, and that's like, okay, all right, thank you. Received. Um, <laughs> and she had that. She had that way about her. You know, it'd be like it'd be like everything's good, and then she'd be like, ah. <laughs> so, <laughs> um, you know, and she's she's come down hard on me too. Like, uh, and so some of you may have been present for those. <laughs> what I love the most about her yeah the fact that she did that no bullshit here's what it is and it, it came from a place of love yeah it didn't come from a place of criticism or it came from a place of hey this I see the true power in you why don't you see yeah. it right so I, yeah. I, I appreciated that the most of her I'm I definitely um gravitate more to like Saturnian type of teachers yeah. you know so I, I'm, I'm not into the softer ones just because I just Damn. don't learn that way, you know? So yeah. I yeah, think- Yeah, she was definitely straight up Saturn for me. You know, some people are like, oh, she was so sweet. I'm like, I was like terrified. Like, <laughs> I'm like, what's going to come out of her mouth now? Like, should I be like, okay, all right. <laughs> you know, I, that was my relationship with yeah. her. And like, you know, I would get, um, she, she, she was a huge supporter for Sedona. I, you know, I talked to her before we moved the studio. I was in Shasta with her and I was like, so I'm thinking about moving the studio to Sedona because her last piece of guidance was like, hold the line, you know, the palace is keeping you, you're keeping the palace. That was in New York. And I was like, listen, I'm just getting this hit that I need to move to Sedona. And she's like, powers over me. And she put her hands right in my face. She's like, do it. <laughs> Whoa. Okay. All right, got it. That was like a really positive, positive thing. And you know, and she said she's like, I'll support you. I'll come teach there. I'll do, you know. And there were a few times uh, in the last few months where she was like, she was like, I think I'm gonna be in Arizona this weekend. Like, you know, I'm gonna come to the palace. I'm gonna blah blah. And then just her threatening to come to the palace like would get me. My my shit would get together so quick. Yeah. Like you had to see the studio. Like there was like a version of the studio where it's like the studio's done. It's perfect. Whatever. And then there's a version of the studio where it's like Judy Jack is like I'm coming to Sedona. I'm like, Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> so she just she just had that way of like making me up level without you know she didn't even have to come. That's like I mean how amazing is that? That's, that's an aura. Um, and it's just ugh, such a, such a loss. I'm just. I'm really grateful to uh, 
to have so much homework. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say, now she's there all the time, Shakti. <laughs> so you I can't know, escape. Like, like Santa Claus, you know, it's like she sees you when you're sleeping. She yeah. Your <laughs> exactly. So, yeah. so let's talk a little bit about the projects that you are working on. Because obviously she yeah. left a lot of work for you to do, lots of lifetimes. You're definitely a dedicated practitioner. I think one of, that's one of the big messages she keeps telling me, devotion. Turn that commotion into devotion. Remember she used to say that all the time. So uh, for you, I mean, and, and I, I love the way you really helped us understand the grieving process and how important it is for us to just let the bomb settle. Because I know yeah. like being a Capricorn, I just like felt like I just need to get out and do things and I couldn't. Yeah. Like I really couldn't like physically, energetically. I, it was like somebody like dropped a bomb in my life, exactly what you described. Totally. And it, and I, I've never liked that. Like I could just push through stuff, but I guess I'm also learning how to be more compassionate with myself and also compassionate with this whole thing that we call life. So now that you, you know you have these uh, assignments for lifetimes, what are some of the projects you're doing? Because you know, Sedona is literally one of my favorite places in the entire world, in the entire world. Every time I feel out of energy or out of sorts, I'm not, if I'm not in Satnam, I drop everything I'm doing and I drive to Sedona. And like you said, it's so expansive. It's not, I mean, there are so many portals and vortexes and places where you can meditate and you having this incredible space to be able to offer Kundalini is just so powerful. I don't think anyone else offers Kundalini in Sedona, do they? No, right? No. Right. There's like a teacher or two who, you know, they, that they hang around, but, um, but yeah, it's, so I, I have a retreat coming up. Uh, I love the retreats. They, they're my favorite way to for people to come and experience Sedona because then I can spend three to five days and actually go deep with everyone. And the biggest takeaway and biggest thing I've learned from Guru Duggett is how to create community, how to hold community, how to let community thrive and, and let each other thrive inside of the same space and so the retreats for me have been just the most rewarding thing here um i can do privates when people come to town like if you want a private class we do a private class or uh, private gong baths uh and i do private retreats as well so sometimes people come with just their best friends and they just want a day-long retreat and then we can go to specific vortex spots based on what they're working on so each vortex spot has a little bit of a different flavor to it and experience and the way that the vortices are lined up in Sedona they make sacred geometry they make a tree of life they make uh different chakras so depending on what someone is working on manifesting or um or wanting to heal then I'll take them to specific spots mm -hmm. and uh and sites and then we do meditations and healing on the red rocks wow. for the retreats for the longer retreat um like the one i have coming up september 20th to 22nd for the equinox that is uh we have it so it's no more than 15 people and we do deep practice in the studio and ceremony and then we also go out to these locations and there's amazing watering holes in sedona there's this one i love red rock crossing um down by uh, Cathedral Rock, the base of Cathedral Rock, which is one of the most powerful vortices in the whole well, the whole planet. Um, it's actually considered a UFO portal there, um, based on many different uh, sources and my own my own eyes. <laughs> <laughs> um, the water, the river runs right uh, right past. 
past and right through the base of Cathedral Rock. And so you're, you're, you can actually swim in this extremely mineralized, extremely healing uh, energy. And, oh, it's just so magical. So we did that on the last retreat. I definitely want to do that again if it's warm. Um, there's so many there's so many spots like that. And uh, and then couple it with the Kukumini Yoga, the healing is just so quantum. Like, the work that we do on these retreats, it blows my mind. Right. <laughs> it's amazing. I'm really focused on the retreats and I'm focused on, uh, I really love working with people one-on-one. I do private coaching and the best part is when I do private coaching, if it's virtually and then they come on a retreat or they come mm. out to Sedona for a few days for a private, uh, immersion, it's just been, it's been so much bigger than what I had envisioned for the palace when I originally opened it in New York. You know, when I opened in New York, it was just like a little yoga studio. Mm. Like, you know, we had, I taught 13 classes a week and I ran it like a yoga studio. And here it's so much more than that. It's, it's really a healing, uh, a healing retreat, a healing, uh, you know, yogi budget doesn't like the word retreat, but that's the best way to describe what you're doing. And, the download that I got is it's going to be a place of refuge for years to come right now because we need a place where we can decompress and recover from everything that's going on in the world and especially the 5G. Um, we don't really have as many EMS here and uh, the download that I got that is somewhat backed by science uh, but not fully yet is that Sedona is going to be one of the only places on earth that is safe from the 5G. That's, that was a, a, a download that I got before moving here. Now if you actually go out and vortex, vortices and you're actually standing inside of one, uh, some say that that is actually true. You're, you're protected from, from 5G, which you know, where else on the planet can you do that right now? Mm-hmm. Pretty much nowhere because, you know, there's satellites and all that stuff. So, so I'm working on creating, uh, creating the healing space, holding the healing space. And then also I'm building an Airbnb on the property as well. So people will be able to come and actually just totally immerse themselves in an experience here. You know, sometimes all you need is two days. Like yeah. if we're, a lot of us like to start burning out and it's like, oh my God, I need a month off. So you probably just need two days of like unplug, get back out in nature, do some pranayama, be around high vibrational people, eat good food. You'll feel like a brand new person. So that's the that's the bigger vision right now. Yeah, especially if you combine Kundalini with it, right? Yeah, one hundred percent. One meditation and you could do so much, especially combining with the vortex. And I I totally agree with you. I feel that Sedona is is a it's like a sanctuary. It, it really protects us from these uh, these things that are happening out of here but at the same time it rejuvenates and it uplifts I mean there's never a time where I've gone there and I haven't felt better 100% better so totally can relate <clears throat> so where can we find out more about this retreat where can we find out about you how do we find you yeah so the retreat is at the link in my bio or you can go to thepalace.com it's p-a-l-l-a-s dot com and you'll find it right there and then i re- release retreats one after the other okay. so you know this is a good you know people ask me like oh when's the next one i don't know i, I love it I if you want to come you should come now like <laughs> there's no better one than the one that's here right now yes. um and you know i get I'm, I'm an entrepreneur i stop doing things if i don't feel like it's a I good fit it. anymore so you know we all want to pretend like like, you know, everything's going to stay the same forever. And it's just not. No. So, 
So if you want to participate in the retreats as they are right now, you have an opportunity in September to do that. Um, and then everything's going to change as it always does. So we'll, we'll go from there. But yeah, the palette.com um, and my, my Instagram handle here at Shakti underscore Sita underscore. Yes. I love it. It's spoken like a true entrepreneur. That's why I respect <laughs> you so much. <laughs> well, thank you. This has been absolutely magical. I, I just had been wanting to do this for such a long time. And I, especially after the past or, or Guru Jagat uh, uh, transcended, I thought it was very important for us to really bring community back and to hold space, especially knowing that a lot of people are grieving because of this sudden bomb. But at the same time, knowing that it's all happening perfectly and in perfect alignment for all of us. I'll just read a couple of the comments here before we close out just so that we can see here. Bianca says, love you ladies, we love you, Bianca. Thank you so much for being here. Hearts from Denny's, thank you for the hearts, everyone. We love you so, so much. Thank you so much for sharing space with us. Kat says she got married at Red Rock State Park under the wedding oh. tree. Oh. Do you know where that is? Yeah. That's beautiful. I can't imagine not a more magical place to get married, but Sedona, like that marriage is probably going to be blessed for lifetimes. <laughs> totally, totally. Oh, you know, I have a lot of people come to town for their 120th day too. Like, mm. they can bring in, you know, you can bring in an alien baby if you're really, you know, feeling like that's in your destiny. Um, so if you have any, if anyone has a 120th day coming up, you know, hit me up because that's a big, that's actually a big one. Like people will be in meditation. They're like, Oh my God, I can't stop seeing the red rocks. I have to come to Sedona for the 120th day. Oh, I have someone that I'm going to be taking to you then in November. Yeah. Be ready. It's not me. Thank oh, God. I'm ready. It's not me. <laughs> thank God. But we were literally planning her 120th day and now I know what to do. We'll take her over to Sedona. So wait on us for November, please. I'll reach out to you. <laughs> yeah. Let me know. Well, awesome. This has been fantastic. Thank you so much for taking the time. I know you're a very busy woman. Thank you so much for taking the time to share your beautiful energy with our community here. We wish you the best as you continue with your projects. You may see me in September too. I may come out to your retreat. It sounds fabulous. But in any ways, in any case, I just want to say thank you. Um, any last words you want to leave our, our audience with? No, just thank you so much and be kind to yourselves right now. That's the most, it's, it's really the golden rule yeah. <laughs> is be nice to yourself treat yourself how uh how you would your best friend who is grieving you know yeah, yeah. that's that's the best piece of advice i have simple and powerful thank you i love you, you so girl. much be blessed thank you everyone for the beautiful hearts have a great rest of your wednesday and we'll tune in again on friday Satnam's Satnam.